Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. Looking forward to having Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church back in studio with me. So last Sunday we replayed a show that I I had uh, recorded, I don't know, a couple of months ago with, with Billy Butters, former NHL player, and his testimony was incredible. And during that show, a couple of times, we mentioned a guy named Chico Resch. And one of them was when I talked about Hockey Ministries um, Hockey Ministries International, and I read this quote that really jumped off the page at me. It said this, Today, a church is not only a dwelling or a building, but also something much more fluid. Sometimes the church is a rink. It's a locker room. It's a hotel lobby or an encounter that takes place on the ice. And I just, uh, I talked to that quote to a number of people after the first time that, that uh, I talked to Billy Butters, and I was on this website. And so I reached out to Billy, and I said, hey, look, we talked about Chico Rush a number of times on your show. Is there any chance that I might be able to, to reach out to him to see if I could get him on as a guest? And he said, absolutely. So for the entire hour today, Chico Rush, former Goaltender in the NHL and Stanley Cup winner. Man, Stanley Cup winner. We have not had many Stanley Cup winners on this show. Uh, please welcome Chico Rest. Chico, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, no, thank you very much. That uh, It's a real honor when I think of uh, Billy and I uh, coming to Christ basically in the same spring and how close we've been, all the things that have happened since. But, no, just to be on your show and – Get a chance to once again uh, talk about life-changing experiences, both on the ice uh, and in your heart, 
Well, it just doesn't get any better than that. It it does not. And you know this this show will air the first uh, Sunday um, in in January. So as this new year goes, you know my my as I pray about faith in the zone and I pray for guys that have been guests and guys like Chico Rush that we just can continue to do this show. And continue to have a little bit of fun and and then talk about our testimony and talk about how our faith has has changed our lives professionally and personally. Hey, Chico, um, let's talk in the beginning here about kind of your upbringing and, and your background, where you were born and, and how you started playing hockey. Well, you know, I, I grew up in Saskatchewan, which is uh, north of Montana, and it's very cold and flat. It's like a North Dakota state. and um, you know, and we played hockey like every other uh, Prairie kid has played, or in Minnesota, northern Minnesota, much similar to that. So hockey was obviously a part of my life, but I didn't really um, – I, I wasn't a good skater, and, and I was very shy, and I didn't really – I wanted to play, but I guess at that point in my life, being a spectator was safer, and it was someplace that was uh, – still, I was involved in hockey, so – but I didn't want to really be a player. Uh, when you can't skate, obviously, that limits your uh, possibilities. But when I would go to school, uh, I was in grade, you know, grade one, grade two, and grade three. I would go over to the uh, outdoor ice arena about three blocks from school, and it was very snowy and wintry in, in the 50s in Saskatchewan, and they would throw the snow over the, bo- excuse me, over the boards. And then you would stand on the snow, and that would kind of be the stands to watch the game. And I'd go over there every night and watch the other kids play, but didn't really think that I wanted to play. I just would stand there and dream about uh, hockey, and maybe one day I'll play. But didn't see any possibilities until one day, probably two months into my uh, the year that I was in grade three, I guess I was eight years old, and standing there, and about a month in, I heard this voice down at the end of the rink yelling, hey, kid, hey, kid, come on over. Hey, kid, come here. And, and I looked, and it was we called him the shack man. Mike, he would shovel the ice. He would water it. He would. Uh, there was a warming shack that was divided in two. Half was for hockey players. The other half was just for uh, kids who wanted to skate and you know, they would keep the, the shack warm. And uh, I had seen the, the players go in there, and I knew it was where the hockey players went. But I thought to myself, you're not a real hockey player. You can't go in there and warm up. So I would just stand there and shiver, you know, for about two and a half hours as I watched these back-to-back games. But that night when that shack man was calling me, uh, I got very nervous and kind of, I mean, even like, which way should I go? I, should I run away and pretend I don't hear him or should I trust him? And I had kind of seen him um, out around on the ice and doing things. And so I said, well, I don't know, a little voice inside me said, I think you can trust him. So I walked down to the end of the rink and he said to me, you know, young man, he didn't know my name. He said, one of the goalies didn't show up tonight. Would you like to be the goalie on one of the teams? And I kind of must've shook my head or I know I wouldn't have said a whole lot. I pretty self-conscious at that time. And uh, I guess I must have gave it him an affirmative. So he said, come on, I'll take you in the, uh, in the dressing room here and I'll get you dressed up. And I remember thinking, 
what do you think I got to offer? I have no skates. I can't skate. I've got no goalie equipment. I am coming with nothing. I'm just, I don't even know what I'm bringing, quite honestly. I, I guess I've got a bit of a spirit that I will go try out there, but I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> and I say this because it sets up to what happens later in my li- life that's a real parallel to this situation. But anyway, I said to him, oh, okay, and he takes me in, and he put the goalie pads down, and he laid me down on the goalie pads, and I just had my big parka and probably uh, snow pants on at that time. And um, he, he strapped the pads on, and then he grabbed me uh, from behind, and, you know, because I could hardly move. I'd never had those big pads on before. This is a very first experience. And so then he took a, a catcher's mitt, like a back catcher's mitt, and hung that over my chest to protect me there. And then he handed me these two big uh, awkward goalie gloves. And then he gave me the wooden goalie stick, which was pretty big and heavy. Remember, I'm only eight and really not sure what is going on. And he said, all right, well, you're ready. And I thought, ready for what? I I have no clue what's going on here. But he said, I'll help you out to the rink. So he opened the big door and, and he helped me shuffle. Now, I'm in my rubber boots, my winter boots. And he helped me out to the back of the rink and I there you go. And I thought, oh, boy. So I shuffled out to the goalie crease because I had been watching games. So I kind of had a sense of, you know, what was going to take place. And um, I got to tell you, I don't remember a lot, Mike, of that first game. Um, I, I think it was more frightening uh, than it was exciting. But anyway, I, uh, I got through it. I can't remember any of the details, but I remember when, when I came off and stuff and I, he encouraged me in that and um so he said you're good now you come again and he gave me a schedule of when these guys play next because i think their goalie uh probably quit i don't think the team was very good and i think the coach the goalie said en- enough of this but anyway i said okay i'll come but he said to me which was really uh insightful he said you know young man um he says i'll tell you what you can play the rest of this winter that was in early December, I think, Mike, of that year. He said, you can play on your rubber boots for the rest of this year as the goalie. But next year when you come back, you have to be able to skate. Oh. And that was very kind because he, he gave me some leeway on just trying to survive uh, and not overwhelm me with having to skate as well as try to move all that other equipment. Uh, and I, I said, okay, so... While I played those games in my rubber boots, uh, I then would uh, ask my dad if he could get me some skates, which he did. Uh, and then I went to the other side of the the warming shack where the skating rink was on my off nights, and I would just practice skating, you know, because I couldn't skate. I, I had to learn to skate. So that winter I played um, goal in my rubber boots, and I learned to skate uh, just in my snow pants and snow jacket. And um, and then the next year, when I came back, I could combine the two. But basically, that was the beginning of a career that, as I look back, I can't believe unfolded into something where one day I would be standing in a crease, um, not in my rubber boots, but in real skates Amen. in the National Hockey League. And it's kind of a mystery to me how it all unfolded, but that 
that certainly was the beginning. We are talking to Chico Resch, Glenn Chico Resch, and again, former NHL goaltender, Stanley Cup winner, and he is, uh, man, he's he's working hard, I'll tell you that. Hey, Chico, are you, um, and, and I want to get back to your story, but but let's talk a little bit um, about what you're doing right now. Are, are you the color commentator for the telecast for the New, New Jersey Devils? Yeah, yeah, I I, I I did television for like 16 years, and then I retired for a couple, and so then I came back, and now I'm doing PR and radio for the New Jersey Devils. Man, good for you. Hey, his story about being, you know, this little guy, six years old, seven years old in that age, if you listen to some of the shows I do, one of them is a youth sports show, and it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing how important this guy who said, hey, young guy, come on, let's go. Let's get get involved. Look, if we all do that, as a former basketball coach, I can't tell you how many times I have been, you know, running drills or at a practice and somebody's younger brother is standing there and you can tell that they want to come out and try. They want to come out mm-hmm. and, and, and hang out and see if they can mm-hmm. play. Invite them out. Get them out. Because it's just yeah. important for these kids. And if that guy had not done that and then gave Chico just a little bit of leeway saying okay we're going to let you play on your boots here the rest of the winter but man next year you got to be you got to go on skates like everybody else had he been a rule follower and just said nope if you can't skate you can't play who knows where Chico would have gone what would have happened so I just man I thank that guy well well done back there on the ice saying, come on, you man, let's get going. You be our goal, our goaltender. Hey, did you, did, did the, um, did it, did it get to you right away? Was it in your blood right off the bat, Chico, that man, I, I really had fun with this. I'm going to keep doing this. Uh, well, not exactly. And by the way, his name was Jack and he was, the other thing about inviting, you've got to be a kind, soft, I mean, you don't have to be, but it helped that he was very kind and soft spoken and, Someone who was very nervous, he, he, he just had the right temperament for my temperament where I could trust him. But no, before that, I would play in the, my basement in the north end of Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada, and I would just have my uncle and my uh, dad shoot a little red ball on me, and I'd put up two apple carts, <laughs> crates, as goalposts, and they would shoot on me and, you know, I was naturally the goalie because I was the little guy. And so I did that, and I dreamt about, uh, you know, some of the teams. I used to love American teams. When you're Canadian back in the 50s and you'd hear these places, because nobody travels Chicago and Detroit and Boston and New York, it was very, very uh, romantic. You wondered, where are those places? What, what goes on? And there was a goalie who had a name similar to mine. His name was Glenn Hall. He's one of the great, all-time great uh, Hall of Famers. And so maybe that gave me a little stir that I liked hockey. But uh, in terms of um, really playing to any degree, we play a little bit of ball hockey out on the frozen uh, back alley, you know, where uh, it was just covered with snow and packed down. Did a little bit of that, but uh, when I I didn't think I really wanted to skate. So obviously I didn't have it in my mind that I was one day going to be a hockey player because I didn't have this drive to skate. And quite honestly, I'll tell you, in those cold winters back in uh, Saskatchewan, when I was just starting, 
as an eight-year-old, seven or eight-year-old. I got to tell you, like, there were times where I wanted to quit. It was so cold, my, my hands, my feet. And, you know, in a warming shack, the players who are on different lines, the skaters, they can go off after their shift, and they can go in and warm up. Yeah. But the goalie can't. Nope. The goalie can't take off and say, hey, I'll be back. You guys keep playing. I'll, I'm going to go warm up. So you had to stand there the whole hour. And I remember, you know, honestly, it was so cold, and I couldn't go to the bathroom again. Uh, and I would just pee my pants, you know, and I didn't care <laughs> because it kind of warmed me up for a while. And uh, and then it would get cold and frozen, and it would be uncomfortable again. But I think that kind of told me that I liked it more than I I would admit that I would go through all that. You bet. But then I started to get caught up in right or wrong. It became who I was. I was an average student. Uh, I was, like I say, shy. Uh, I played a little football. I liked to have... But really, it gave me a, a self-identity, even at eight and nine, because players were very tricky. They would, it was hard to get goalies, but they would say to me, hey, you're a good goalie. You be the goalie. And I'd say, oh, I am? I'm a good goalie? Okay, I'll be the goalie. There it is. But I don't say that I, that was my burning desire was to be a goalie. Uh, so I kind of got snookered a little bit. It was kind of also just something that I could do in a limited way. Um, and, and then it kind of permeated into uh, my whole life as I became better and better. And that was, that, that occurred fairly quickly. I don't know why, but I fairly quickly became a pretty good goalie, whatever that meant back then. And then, then I was hooked. And then I knew, you know, that was going to be the sport that I was going to really try to accomplish something in, even if it just meant, you know, being the best in the town uh, leagues, you know, I, I wasn't aspiring to be an NHL or um, anything like that. No. I just I just wanted to be good within my peer group. So I had a bit of self-confidence, really. It was a matter of trying to gain some self-confidence. And, you know, and that continued on, you know, really up into my teen years where, you know, I was good, but I wasn't a phenom. Well, I'll tell you this. Chico, for a guy that uh, maybe wasn't the phenom, played in three NHL All-Star games, 76-77 in 1984. 84, he was the winning goaltender for the Wales Conference, and he's our guest for the entire hour. He is Chico Resch, former NHL goaltender and Stanley Cup winner. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we will have Chico share his testimony with us. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Mike McGuire and our special guest. Man, what a great first segment. Former NHL goaltender, Stanley Cup winner with the New York Islanders. He is Glenn Chico Resch. Hey, um, Chico, when we were talking to Billy Butters and he gave his testimony, he talked about going to this Christian hockey camp. 
And it was it was quite the testimony where these 12-year-olds basically said, look, Matt, come on, come to chapel. He said, I don't know what chapel, what is chapel? He says, like church. He said, well, then I'm definitely not going. And he peeked his head in, and you were speaking. And he said, you know what, It it I stayed and listened because here's a guy that I had a ton of respect for. But then he was talking about what it's like to be a you know a goaltender, and and you don't have to go to the goalie box like or the penalty box. He goes, mm-hmm. I, so I didn't think that was fair. And then he turned it into, you know, God sent His Son for for us. And and he said, I kind of rolled my eyes, but I listened to Chico. And then you know later in in, in the day, these twelve year old kids that I saw reading a Bible by a tree. You know, they they I walked in, started talking to them, and they they basically brought me to the Lord. Well, I I have grandsons that I I said you have to listen to what this man said. Kids your age weren't afraid; they weren't embarrassed. They just said, "Where are you? Let us help you with this." And this guy now is you know he's with Hockey Ministries International, and he's doing these camps, and he he has accepted Jesus Christ as his personal savior because of kids your age. And Chico, my grandsons, their eyes were as big as saucers when I was having them listen to that. So I just, mm-hmm. you know what? And, and again, your name was all through, you know, his testimony, his story. And I appreciate um, that, that he watched you and he listened to you. And uh, that had such a big impact on his life. Chico, if we can ask you to share your testimony with us, I'd really appreciate it. Well, Mike, I'll just pick it up from when. When I was 15, 16, 17, even 18, it's a very difficult time for people, especially kids nowadays, because they're hearing so many voices, so many people or situations are saying, this is the way you go to be successful, this is the way you, you go to be happy, and some of it can lead you to addiction or can, can lead you down the wrong path or get you believing that, even, even like sports, thinking, oh, if I, if I just made the pros, I'd be totally happy, totally satisfied. If I win a uh, championship, I'd be happy. And so what I found was, for me, when I look back, I was curious. But I also realized, if you're going to be curious, and and I find not enough people are curious, especially about a lot of things, but faith, where you just say, just be curious enough to explore it and find out, you know, why some people really believe and it's changed their life and if there's anything in it for you. But Besides the curiosity, you have to have then the courage to follow through with what you find out to be true. And so I'm struggling with all that through the minor leagues, you know, and I'm, I'm not happy. I don't have any inner peace, but I got a scholarship to the University of Minnesota Duluth where I met my wife of 50 years way back then. Uh, things started to happen um, in terms of, uh, you know, my uh, – just regular life and that I was getting an education. I'd found a girlfriend I love that I'd like to marry. Uh, and then I got an opportunity to be invited to Montreal Canadiens training camp. Not that I was going to make it, but at least I was there. And then that led to a year in the uh, minor leagues, the lowest minor leagues, Muskegon, Michigan, where I met Donnie Lismer, who is the head of hockey ministries. And he was a very good hockey player. But as you've talked about Billy, listening to me, I kind of listened to him. He, he was the first Christian uh, that I'd ever heard of because I didn't go to church when I was younger except at Christmas and Easter. But this guy was different. He had confidence. He had an inner peace. And he was willing to invite us to a couple of events where we would hear 
um, someone speak about their faith and how it could change it. And he got the, the Dallas uh, Cowboys chaplain to come and speak to us. And it was a game changer for me because I'm sitting there, and this guy, Billy Zioli was his name, he gave the testimony basically around this. He said, listen, Jesus either is who he says he is, right? He either is God, and he can forgive us, save us, us from our sins, and, and take us to eternity with him. He, he's either that, or it's all a lie. And he was just snowing people. He was just uh, making people think that he was something special, but he really wasn't. He said he can't be both. And so either he is the son of God or he is the son of a gun because he told the biggest lie, the greatest lie in all of mankind history, that, that you should follow me, but it's going to lead to nowhere. So he looked at us all, and I remember sitting there to this day, Mike, and he said, you know, you guys think you're tough hockey players, you're tough decision makers, you got courage. He said, do you just have the courage? to find out the answer to that question. Is Jesus who he says he is, or is he a phony? And I, he looked at me, and I thought, yeah, I, I, can, I can find that courage. And so he said, then just put your head down, and we prayed just that we would have the courage to find out the answer to that question. To fast forward, Mike, that was the beginning, and I was dabbling both in, um, in the spirit and, and trying to find the answer to that. And I was praying more and watching people or going to church even once in a while. But I was still caught up in the world of the NHL because every year in the minor leagues, I moved up a level. I moved up a level. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm going somewhere. And then all of a sudden in, in, in my rookie year in 74, 75, I'm standing on the ice of Nassau Coliseum where the Islanders have played all these years until this year. And they're chanting my name, Chico, Chico. And I, I really am having a good rookie year. And this is nowhere to lie, Mike. I do not know how this happened. But here's what I do know. I still didn't have that inner peace. All that gnawing that I thought if I could make the pros, I would be the happiest guy in the world was not happening. Then we, I played five or six years, and we couldn't get to the Stanley Cup. Couldn't get to the Stanley Cup. And then finally... In 1979 and 80, we made it the Stanley Cup Finals. We have had the best team uh, in hockey, and of course that team went on to win four straight. I was only there for one and three quarters and got traded. But anyway, the thing was in 1980 when we're winning the going to win the Stanley Cup, I only played a couple of games, and what was really hard, of course, because now I'm tying my whole self worth into this hockey thing. And I'm thinking, I'm not the go-to guy. I'm playing some, but I'm not, I'm not the center of attention. I'm not winning this for the guys. And I never felt more lonely in my life. I remember standing in, the, uh, in a, a box, the player's box, feeling lonely and just wondering, Lord. And I remember, this is, I know it sounds crazy to people who aren't believers, but I remember the Lord kind of saying to me, Mike, listen, Chico, you think this, is your greatest defeat. But if you will put your trust in me, if you will just invite me into your heart, if you will let me come in and really show you who I am, I will change what you think is the greatest defeat into the greatest victory you've ever experienced in your life. 
And I remember that, Mike, and I thought, wow. wow. So then the playoffs were over, and my wife and I were struggling in a lot of different areas. I certainly was, and she said, we got to do something different. This, this marriage, and this is not what I thought it would be. And so we decided that we would go to this professional athletes outreach con- uh, conference. There were football, basketball uh, players there, and hockey players. And it was there, and this is kind of the, the end of the beginning for me. I remember uh, Saturday night at a Marriott, I'd heard all this about you got to invite Jesus into your life. you got to be intentional. Like, you have to be intentional to join a team. You can't say, I'm going to join sometime, but never am, or thinking, yeah, I'm on the team and you're not, like I was when I was a little boy. You have to be intentional to join. Amen. But it takes courage, and I remember that night with my wife in the corner, she was doing something else. I just said, all right, Jesus, I'm ready to take this step. But I got to tell you, I am afraid. This isn't easy. And as I look down at the, uh, at the end of the bed, the floor, I'm standing there, Mike, and I'm getting emotional. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I can do this, which really sounds crazy. Because what I was afraid of, I said, when my knees hit that floor and I start praying, Jesus, what I've kind of heard I'm supposed to say to you, two things are going to happen. One is nothing's going to happen, and then I'm going to be really disappointed and down because I was following something that's not real, or something amazing is going to happen, and my life might change, and what does that mean? So I slowly, finally settled into the floor, and I remember getting very emotional, and I said, I remember my prayer. I said, all right, Jesus, uh, just like just like I said to that Shaq man yeah. who invited me to play my first game of hockey, I said, hey, I don't know what I got to offer. I'm bringing nothing, basically. Uh, I don't have any skills that, that you, God, would want. Uh, I, I don't have anything terrific in, in, in being able to offer you anything. You know, because I didn't know, and I said, but here's the deal. I'm saying to Jesus, I will give you the best I got. I don't know what that means. I'll give you the best I got. I will... I would be committed and try to follow what you teach me, whatever I hear, whether it's reading the Bible or somebody speaking to me. But here was the game changer for me, but I'm on my knees. And I said this, okay, Jesus, here's the deal. You promise, because I've been reading this, you promise inner peace, inner peace that that, uh, surpasses all understanding, which I remember thinking I've wanted that my whole life. I've had this gnawing never really understanding what life was about or being comfortable. I said, I will do this, but could you just send down some peace on me right now? And I am 32 and I'm on my knees and uh, this is nowhere to lie. I just felt something kind of supernatural settling down on me and that gnawing that had been in my heart for 32, uh, 32 years, but as long as I could remember, certainly uh, 25 of them just started to dissipate and go away. And I remember (laughs) chuckling and thinking, Lord, you really are there. You just heard me ask for that. And you, you put that down on me and I got up off the floor and I was a new, new guy. Like, I mean, I just saw the world differently. I was hopeful. And and that inner peace, um, Mike was a game changer uh, and then after that, besides the inner peace, uh, Jesus also gave me a purpose in life, which was beyond just being a hockey player. I mean, if you tie your whole 
life up into a worldly thing, whether it's a basketball player, a hockey player, or just being rich or getting to be the CEO or own your own large company, that will not satisfy you. It will not. And so um, I know that from experience. And so from that day on, and that was the spring of 1980 when I went to that hockey camp with Billy Butters. So it was a game changer for both of us. Wow. But from that day forward, Jesus has just incredibly shown me how real he is. And, you know, Mike, here's what I say. I was afraid that some of the things I loved in life, like, would be taken away. Or, right. or maybe, oh, I'm going to be in the dressing room now, and guys are going to say, oh, that's a weird old religious guy, Chico. Or whatever the fear was, I can say this. Everything that I loved and everything that I was uh, going to do in the future wasn't diminished. You know, it was magnified by Jesus being in my life. I had more joy. I, I mean, even now I'm 73 and I'm still doing, uh, you know, broadcasting and I'm loving it. And so anyway, I, I would just encourage people who hear this, do not be afraid that Jesus is somehow going to uh, suppress you and take things away from you that you love. I mean, if they're not, you know, in line with him or they're not doing you good, he'll take those away. But um, it's just an incredible thing when I think back on it, Mike, and my wife and I talk about this, and she said, you know, Chico, could you ever lose your faith? Could you ever go back, you know, and say, no, I don't want to be a follower of Jesus anymore. And I said, no. And she said, why? Because I know the truth. I've just seen so many examples not just in my life, but Billy's life and lots of people that you know, Mike, and other people, thousands of people. And um, so that's why I say it was a game changer. And yeah, you know, there's there's some things I still don't understand about what happens in this world, but I, there is not one ounce of of doubt that Jesus is not exactly who he says he is in his word in the Bible and also who he says he is by uh, impacting our lives. No. And so it's just been an incredible run in the last uh, 38 years or whatever it's been. He is Chico Resch. I'll tell you what, you want to talk about why the second segment of the show is always my favorite because I have tears in my eyes and goosebumps on my arm. Look, we have talked to some of the toughest guys, you know, known to man. Guys, guys like Billy Butters or guys that were so tough that they could be in that. They could be a goaltender for the New York Islanders. And and he's telling you, look, I was afraid. Yeah, you, you would think that none of these guys would be afraid of anything. But you know what? Thank God. Thank God he fell to his knees. We're going to get to a break. On this side of the break, we'll continue. I want to talk a little bit about Hockey Ministries International and what Chico is doing for them. Our special guest, former NHL goaltender, Stanley Cup winner, New York Islanders. He is Chico Resch. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern and our special guest, 
And, you know, Lord, thank you so much for allowing me to get in contact with him. Billy Butters, thank you for passing along his phone number. He's been a great guest. Chico Resch, again, former NHL player, Stanley Cup winner, and an author, by the way. He is an author. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Chico Resch, Tales from the Devil's Ice. Um, and that's it, it's a story. If, you, if you're interested, what's going on in the locker room of a hockey team, NHL team, Man, pick that book up. It's on Amazon. We're not going to have time uh, during the show to talk too much about it. But again, uh, Tales from the Devil's Ice, and and take a look at it. Um, I read part of it, and and if you're always wondering, man, what's it like being in that in that uh, professional locker room and some of the goofy stuff that goes on sometimes? <laughs> pick up that book. There's some really funny stories in there. Hey, Hockey Ministries International, Chico, pretty important, I know, in, in your life. As we talk about Hockey Ministries International, you can go to hockeyministries.org. Uh, one word, hockeyministries.org, and they've been doing this a long time. And and I know, Chico, that's a, that that's really important to you in your life, correct? Well, it is, because as a young man growing up in Saskatchewan, I had a lot of fears. I had very little confidence. Um, I, I was even really afraid to listen to people because I didn't know if they were telling me the truth or not. And in today's society, let's be honest, Mike, the number of voices that kids start hearing, even when they're seven or eight through the, all the electronic stuff, you know, people trying to sell them, you know, on the internet, this and that. And I mean, they are very, I think, very confused on, well, what is the truth? And so what we've done with Hockey Ministries really since the late 70s, and I've been with them for 40 years doing hockey camps every summer, both in Europe uh, as well as in North America, Canada, and the U.S., uh, we are trying to tell young people that um, you can be a great hockey player and you can have great joy being a hockey player if Jesus is, is skating along with you, if he is there with you, he will you know, help you when you're feeling down and lost your confidence. When you think, I'm no good, the coach isn't playing me, you know, I haven't scored a goal or I haven't played, made a good defensive play. Or when you're uh, joyful and you're on a roll, not to get so arrogant and it's all about me. It, it, we're trying to give them life skills. Um, and so we have great chapels where we ask the kids. I'll tell you this one story about Hockey Ministries. I was up in Moose Jaw near my hometown. I was born in Moose Jaw. So I'm doing a chapel at, in Moose Jaw, and then I'm talking to the kids that night in a, in a huddle group, we call it. And I said to the kids, I said, listen, you know, it's one thing to talk about being a Christian, doing nice things for people, and, you know, how God can change your life and stuff, but what really speaks to yourself as well as people that are listening to you are real-life examples where you have stepped out and you have tried to, you know, put in practice your faith in Jesus. I said, now these kids were 12 or 14, I'm not sure. I said, have any of you kids ever done this? This one kid put his hand up. And, Mike, it was so revealing. He said, well, you know, I don't know if this counts. He said, but, you know, I was at school in Musha, and there was one boy that was kind of a bully, and he was going around, and he was punching people, and he was just angry, and, 
you know, he would uh, never have like uh, a nice thing to say and just, just kind of a rough, tough guy. And I went up to him one time and this is a young boy tell, uh, telling me this in, in the huddle group. And I said to him, well, why, why are you so mean to people? Well, why, why do you act that way? And he said, well, you know what? No one's ever been nice to me. You know, everybody's mean to me. Everybody, you know, puts me down and criticizes me. So I'm just doing the same thing. This boy said, well, look at, I, I will do something nice for you. I have an outdoor rink in Canada. A lot of, uh, uh, fathers flood the outdoor rink in the backyard where the kids can skate every night. He says, after school, you meet me and I will take you to my house and we will go skating. And this kid said, well, I, I don't have skates. He said, my dad's got a bunch of pair. And, and I'm starting to think, is this kid really like telling the truth? Yeah. He said he took the boy home. They skated together. He said, and he just showed the guy kindness. And, and the guy said, the other boy said, no one's ever done that wow. to me. And I looked at the boy and said, now that is, that should be in the Bible almost. Amen. Where you lived your faith and you took on a bully and you said, I am going to make a difference in his life. And he did. And Mike, it's those type of stories that you hear from young people that just blow you away. Like, you know, some of the depth of these kids who Jesus has impacted, uh, it, it just leaves you like you talked about with Billy Butters, where they said, Billy, come on, let us pray for you. Um, and so it's all those things, Mike. But the bottom line is when you're doing sports, if anybody's got a sports ministry, most of all, the initial reason they come is they want to learn the sport Correct. and they want a good experience with the sport. So we have great programs. Like I know you're involved in coaching as well. We make sure those kids are getting the best hockey instruction. And then after that, that builds the platform for us to talk about the other important aspects of uh, life. And I've just seen, you know, again, hundreds of kids' lives changed by coming to hockey ministries. And, uh, and it's going strong. And then the other part of hockey ministries, as you know, Billy might have told you, is they have, they're presenting chapels in the NHL, the American Hockey League, the colleges, the major Yep. Hockey colleges, all the junior teams, uh, minor junior teams. I mean, hockey ministries really reaches all levels of hockey in North America, and it's been doing it for 40 years, and it's, it's all because it's, it's God's program, and we're just in there, you know, trying to uh, get kids to understand that, you know, Jesus is for you. He wants you to be the best you can be. He doesn't want you not to succeed or right. not to find joy and purpose and peace in your life. And um, I think that has been the biggest um, uh, goal that we've tried to reach is to let kids leave uh, seeing that Jesus really does love me. He's really for me. Amen. He's not against me like some people say. Amen. And, um, it you is... know, we've had a great uh, example of kids who were at our camp 40 years ago, still texting and coming back and being a part of the camp. So hockey, um, hockey, hockey ministries, ministries has yep. just been hockey ministries one of the dot, best um, uh, 
ministries to hockey players in, in the history of hockey. Hockeyministries.org is where you're going to want to go. And we started the show with this quote. Again, it's right on their website from Chica Resh. Today, a church is not only a dwelling or building, but it also something that's much more fluid. Sometimes the church is a rink, a locker room, a, a hotel lobby, or an encounter that takes place on the ice. Man, and I just think whatever, whoever you are, whatever you do in your life, that statement, you know, take out ice and put court or take out ice and put field or put, you know, dance, wherever it is. You know what? That's where church is. It's it's just not only in a dwelling or a building. It's everywhere. And that quote from Chico Rush, I will use um, and I'll continue to use quite a bit. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, short fourth segment. We're going to ask Chico, same question we ask. All our guests at the end of uh, end of the show, every jersey you've ever put on, put them in the locker room, pick out one, and you get to play one more game with that team, and who do you play against? We'll ask Chico on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. Our special guest for the entire hour. What a great hour this has been. He is former NHL goaltender, Stanley Cup winner. He's an author. He's really uh, very much involved with Hockey Ministries International. He is Chico Resch. Chico, I love asking this question. All the uniforms you've ever put on from the time you were seven years old until you retired from playing hockey, we put them all in. And any sport, by the way, we put them all in the closet, and you get to pick out one jersey. And play with that team one more time. What jersey would you take out, and who would you play against? Well, you know, it's interesting. I think from a lot of people, especially if you're a goalie, you remember your failures as much as your victories. Because when you're, the, you know, you're, the victory is great, but you didn't score the goal that, that decided the win. You just backstopped it. But if you play poorly, you can feel like you lost the game. So I'm a rookie in New York playing for the Islanders, and we have a Cinderella year. Uh, we had a great uh, season. Then we went in the playoffs. We beat the New York Rangers. We go against the Pittsburgh Penguins. They go up 3 nothing, And the other goalie's playing, and the coach, Al Arbo, said, okay, Chico, this is your chance. You get in there and see what you can do. Well, I won four straight games, and only one other goalie had ever done that. One other, only one other team that's been more recently that were down 3-0. And, and came back and won four straight, and we knocked out the Penguins. Then we go and play the Broad Street Bullies, the Philadelphia Flyers. We go down three again, and Al Arbor, the coach, said, all right, Chico, it's on you. <laughs> so I win the next three games, and it's three to three, and we're going into game seven in the old spectrum in Philadelphia, and here's the game I'd love to replay. I was ready and everything, but in the first minute, a flyer got the puck, and he came inside the top of the circle, and he slapped it. And I knew I couldn't give up a goal early. And I kicked out, and I heard it hit my stick. But then all of a sudden, the crowd roared, because we're in Philadelphia, 
And I looked down, and I had, I had made my sticks really thin because they were lighter. And it took a chip out of the top of my blade, and the puck was in the net. Oh, no. And uh, that was a turning point, Mike. And so if I could just start that game over, because I had won three in a row. I was on a roll. But that first goal was so crushing for our, our psyche. It was a, you know such a great uh, a boost for the Flyers and their fans. And we ended up losing that game like three to one, and so uh, we we lost the series four to three. But if I could just do that one game over in that uh, Islander jersey, I would sure love another shot at that. He is Chico Rush again, boy. What what a just a great testimony. What what a what a really really good man, and, and the job he does with Hockey Ministries um, is is international is 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 really really good. He is uh, part of the New Jersey Devils uh, television uh, group, and and uh, he's back. He retired for a bit, but he's back with with uh, the Devils really quickly. How are they playing this year, by the way? Uh, we are having uh, the opposite to what Milwaukee had last year. We are underachieving, and it's very painful for the management and the players. Uh, as you know in sports, uh, it's all about production and producing, and we haven't been doing that, so... It's been kind of a downer besides all the COVID and everything else going on. We just haven't reached our potential, and it's starting to take its toll on players and coaches. And so, um, fortunately, I'm in the media, so I don't get affected by it too much. But it is, it is tough to watch uh, players underachieving. But as you guys know in Milwaukee, there's nothing greater in sports, let's be honest. We watch and play sports for those Moments that happened last year with the Bucks, Amen. Where they just kept winning and winning and winning and went right to the top. And it was uh, the that had to be tremendously exciting for everyone in Milwaukee. No doubt. Hey, Chico, thank you so much. I, I truly appreciate your time, sir. And, and anything you ever need from uh, the city of Milwaukee, please let me know. He is, again, Chico Resch. Hockey Ministries International. It's hockeyministries.org. And, and just Google this man and, and, and take a listen uh, and read some of the stuff that, that he has written. Uh, it's just really good. Chico, Happy New Year and uh, safe travels to you. Thank you, Mike. Great show. And uh, it was really fun being part of it. And um, I, I just hope that people, like I said, two things I'll leave people with. Be curious and be courageous. And if you do that, you will find treasures in this life that you can't imagine, you never knew existed. So be curious and be courageous, and your life will change. There it is. That's a mic drop. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 a.m., the fan. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to 
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.